Oh, man, it is so good, so good to be with you tonight. How are we, church? Doing well? You're looking well. You're looking like you're enjoying church. You're looking like you're lifting up the name of Jesus. It's awesome. Hey, can I just say, it is so, so good to see so many young adults out here tonight. And that really excites me because I believe, and the McCrindle research actually backs it up, that you guys are the most engaged generation there's ever been in social justice issues. You are the people that are going to bring the change that our world desperately needs. So thank you. Thank you for engaging in social justice needs and thank you for being a part of the solution. It's awesome. God's raising you up for such a time as this. It's brilliant. Brilliant. Hey, I really want to thank uh, Pastor Chris and Sue for the opportunity to be able to speak tonight, not only about the work of Compassion, the Christ-centered, church-based, child-focused organization who've been releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name for over 70 years, but also for the opportunity to be able to speak into the heart and strategy of New Hope's Missions Vision, which is partnering with key church movements and organisations to empower discipleship and leadership development across our state, our nation and the nations. To see disciples made, to see leaders raised up and churches planted, to see young lives free from addiction and to see whole communities transformed by the good news of Jesus. And of course, as well, to see young people set free and released from a life of poverty in Jesus' name. So thank you, New Hope Church, for having such an awesome, awesome missions vision. And on behalf of all of New Hope's missions partners, but especially tonight as, uh, as a compassion representative, I want to say thank you. Thank you for choosing to live a life beyond yourself. Thank you for choosing to live a life engaged with the kingdom of God, making a difference, being generous, being kind, being out looking in our world to see where you can make a difference. And I just want to encourage us, maybe, maybe you're not aware of what New Hope Missions has achieved over this last season. So just so you know, in this last season, um, New Hope Missions vision, it's, we've been able together, we've been able to send over $60,000 of aid to the people in the Philippines and Afghanistan to help them during their times of natural crisis. It's amazing. We've enabled hundreds of pastors to be able to be raised up and discipled at discipleship and leadership conferences in Sri Lanka and Bangladesh and the Philippines. We've been able to do that. We've been able to help resource and get behind two more church plants right here in Queensland, one in Brisbane and one on the Gold Coast. And on top of all of that, as families and individuals within New Hope Church, together we've been able to help over 215 children be released from a life of poverty. That is awesome. That is also with most of those children being from the area of Cebu in the Philippines. So on behalf of Compassion and really on behalf of the children, I want to say thank you. 
thank you, New Hope Church, for your sponsorship. Thank you for your generosity. You really are making a very real difference in the life of that child. But not only are you helping that child, you're also inspiring their whole family and resourcing their local church as well. But what does it look like? What does your sponsorship look like on the ground? I want to show us a video video right now. And look, it's Compassion's been going for over 70 years. It started in 1952 during the Korean War. Started with 34 children being rescued during the Korean War in 1952. And today we've got just over 2.2 million children who are currently in the program. And it's like, how, how do you capture that in a video? 70 years impacting multiple millions of lives over that time. I want to show you a video that, that uh, shows you like a, a, a macro view of what compassion does on the ground. And look, just, a, just a, a disclaimer, just a warning. This video, it's five minutes long. All right, okay. I know it's really hard to stay focused for five minutes with nine-second scrolls. Know what I mean? But you know what? I believe in us. I believe in us. I believe that we can stay focused on a video for five minutes. Are you with me? All right. Can we play that first video? Thanks. Compassion International is working around the world to release children from poverty in Jesus' name. But how exactly does it work? Well, come along with me and I will show you. To begin with, we love Jesus. We love the church. And we love children. Everything we do flows from there. Compassion builds relationships with churches who are already ministering to families living in poverty. The staff and volunteers at these churches know the needs in their community because they live there too. They see what children in their neighborhoods are facing. And they want to make a difference, just like you and I. Compassion staff get to know these churches. We sit down with them to understand their vision, talk about the ways we can work together, and see how compassion can come alongside them and complement what they are already doing. We offer training, financial resources, and curriculum to help expand and deepen their impact in the community. Partnership means there is collaboration. Churches receive the curriculum and adapt it to fit their context, accounting for local needs. These partner churches reach out to families in their communities, inviting children to be part of what we call a child development center. Each church chooses a project director who is responsible for planning and overseeing a team of helpers who implement every part of the program. They are committed to helping children develop holistically as God intended. So activities at the center are designed to encourage physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual growth. The program is integrated, meaning the church receives support to walk with children as they grow. Many of these churches start at the earliest stages of development, coming alongside pregnant moms to help them have a healthy pregnancy and delivery. Staff from the center visit new moms and caregivers in their homes to answer questions and offer ideas to help them and their babies thrive. Home visits continue as infants grow into toddlers. As children get older, 
They attend activities at the Child Development Center. Staff and tutors there lead children through lessons and activities that help them grow holistically. They get to know children personally, help them through challenges at school and at home. As children grow into adolescence and youth, they learn skills that will help them be successful in life, like time management, how to have healthy relationships, and vocational skills. Churches also support parents and caregivers to improve stability at home. They may offer classes that promote literacy, healthy discipline, and skills to earn an income. Churches also identify specific problems that are hindering child development and work with compassion on solutions, like sourcing clean water, providing mosquito nets, vaccines, building latrines, and constructing classrooms at the church. When children in the program face urgent medical needs or their communities are affected by disaster, the church responds. During the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic, church partners around the world delivered food to the families who could not work during the quarantine. Compassion provides encouragement and financial support so our church partners can be salt and light during these critical times. Interventions like these, and in fact, all community activities vary from church to church because children face unique challenges in each community. Over time, as each partnership grows, churches are encouraged to explore local resources and begin developing a plan for self-sufficiency. The beautiful thing about partnering with the local church is that they have roots in their community. When challenges arise, like a disaster or health crisis, the church is already there, identifying needs and working to bring relief, recovery, and healing, all while carrying the greatest message of eternal hope in Jesus. Throughout this journey, Compassion invites supporters to connect with what these churches are doing by investing in children's holistic development financially and relationally. Together, we are a team that surrounds these children and youth. Every voice that speaks value into their lives matters. The church is vital. They are the heart of the community and messengers of the gospel. Compassion partners with more than 8,000 churches worldwide. Our missions intersect by God's design. He invites and empowers each of us to play a role. So what is your role? We invite you to join these churches as they help children become all that God created them to be. Thank you so much for coming to see our project. God bless you all. How cool is that? So as you can see, it's so much more than just providing food. Just providing education and clothing and all of that. It's, it's so much more than that. It's, it's developing the holistic person. It's holistic discipleship, body, soul, spirit. And it just helps raise these kids up to be the people that God has called them to be. And man, I, I wish I had enough time to describe to you the joy that comes to a home when news is received that their child has just been sponsored. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. But for these kids, when they receive news they've just been sponsored, it really is like winning that golden ticket. It's a ticket to a future that 
that they've never dreamed of before. So it really does make a huge difference in their life. And I'm not sure if you picked up on it or not, but one of the statements in that video, it said, together we are a team that surrounds these children and youth. And every voice that speaks value into them matters. Every voice that speaks value into these children matter. The voice of Jesus in these children matters. The voice of the local church speaking into these children matters. And the voice of a sponsor, someone like you, someone like me, speaking hope into these children, speaking value into these children, it matters. It changes their life. That's a huge reason why me and my family, we've chosen to sponsor three children. We've chosen to sponsor little John and Princess in the Philippines and little Jose in Dominican Republic. We've chosen to sponsor those children because we get an opportunity to speak value and hope into these three young lives. And that's actually what I want to speak about for a few minutes tonight. I want to speak about becoming a voice of hope, becoming a voice of hope. And I want to do it by looking at the story of the young boy with the five loaves and two fish in Matthew chapter 14. So if you've got your Bible with you tonight, I want you to flick to Matthew chapter 14. We'll scroll to Matthew chapter 14. No one flicks Bible anymore, do they? Anyone here got a paper Bible? Well done. Well done. I, I carry mine around sometimes too. Um, but Matthew chapter 14. Uh, but look, just a, just a bit of context. A bit of context to this story. So Jesus has just found out that his cousin, John the Baptist, has been beheaded by Herod. So Jesus is wanting to get away from the crowds for a while. He's wanting to go to a remote barren place by himself to mourn the news of the loss of his cousin. But crowds of people heard where Jesus was, even in this barren place. And crowds of people went out into this barren place to find him so he could minister to them. And we pick up the story in Matthew chapter 14, verse 15. And it says, as evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place. Some versions of the Bible, it says it's an arid or barren place, not like Gatton. And it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. But we have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples. The disciples gave them to the people. And they all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of people who ate that day was about 5,000 men besides the women and the children. Look, I don't know about you, but whenever I read this story through the eyes of becoming a voice of hope, there's always two thoughts come to my mind. And the first one is this. First thought I have when I read this passage of scripture is that Jesus can bring hope even during the driest and hardest of times. Verse 15, the disciples said to Jesus, this is a remote, barren arid 
place and it's already getting late, send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. But I love Jesus' response to this. I love how Jesus responds and he says, no, no, they do not need to go away. In other words, Jesus was saying to the disciples in that moment, he was trying to teach them that, hey, you might not be able to see beyond the barrenness. You might not be able to see beyond the harshness, the aridness, the the dryness. You might not be able to see beyond the lack in our environment right now. But I want you to know that I will always help my followers find the hope that they need, no matter what environment we're in. The disciples just want to send them away. Send them away. Send them to a village. Send them to another place at another time, somewhere else. That's where they'll get what they need. But Jesus went, no, no. Anyone who follows me, I will find a way to get them the hope that they need, the resource that they need. I tell you, church, some of our greatest breakthroughs come in our driest and harshest of times. And I want to encourage you tonight. I believe there's some people need to hear this tonight. Some people need to know that that you might be feeling like you're in a dry, hard, barren place right now. You need to know that Jesus is never going to send you away. Jesus is never going to say, no, you go to another time, another place, somewhere else is where you're going to find your hope. No, you will always find your hope in Jesus. It doesn't matter what the environment looks like around you. Jesus will always speak hope into your life. That's the first thought that I see when I read this passage of Scripture, that Jesus can always bring hope, even in the most barren and hard of times. The second thought I have is this, that Jesus can bring hope from the strangest of places and the most unlikely of people. Jesus replied, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. And in John chapter 6, it actually describes that it was a young boy who had those five loaves of bread and two fish. And look, again, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure that in a crowd of 5,000 men, besides the women and the children, so there could be 10,000 people there. In a crowd of 10,000 people, I am sure that there was more than just this young boy who had resource in his hand that day. I'm sure there would have been business owners there. I'm sure there would have been religious leaders there. I'm sure there would have been farmers there. There there would have been lots of other people who could have stepped forward with what was in their hand, yet it was a young boy who chose to step forward and take the resource that he had in his hand and put it in the hand of Jesus. And a whole community was blessed that day because of him. And this is not a parable. This is an eyewitness account. So this actually happened. There was an actual real young boy. There was an actual real five loaves and two fish that fed an actual real crowd of thousands of people. I encourage you, church. Jesus can bring hope from the strangest of places and the most unlikely of people. People like my friend, Biggins Theus. If we could put a picture of Biggins up. Some of you might remember when Biggins actually visited New Hope back in uh, 2018. And this is my friend, Biggins Theus. And, and Biggins, is, he's living an amazing life right now, married with wonderful children. And, but his life started very, very differently. 
See, Biggins was born in a remote fishing village in the nation of Haiti. His father was a fisherman. And when Biggins was one year old, his father went out one night to fish, as he had always done to provide for the family. And a storm rose up and his father's boat sunk and his father drowned. So Biggins and his mother and his siblings, they grew up in extreme poverty because overnight they lost their protector and they lost their provider. And things began to get really tough for Biggins and his family. But at four years old, a compassion project started in a church in his community and Biggins was sponsored. So that enabled him to have good food and it enabled him to get to school and receive an education. And Biggins was one of those guys who could just retain information and excelled at school. I was not one of those guys. Biggins was one of those guys and he excelled at school. And so he went on and he he, he graduated high school and he did so well at high school that he won a scholarship to go on to university. And when he was at university, He studied politics and his whole time he knew God was doing something in his life for a reason. And so in 2011, Biggins ran for Congress and he got elected as a congressman in the nation of Haiti. And he was telling me that he is the first Christian congressman in Haiti's history for over 200 years. And the story gets even better. Because right now, Biggins is actually living in Canada and he's studying, he's getting his PhD in economics and other things. And his vision, his dream is that he's going to go back to run for the presidency of that nation. I tell you, church, Jesus can bring hope from the strangest of places and the most unlikely of people. He can bring hope to thousands of people in a desert through the one young little boy. He can bring hope to the whole nation of Haiti through one young boy born in a remote fishing village. And he can bring hope to a whole family, a whole community in Cebu, Philippines, through someone in Toowoomba who chose to sponsor their child. I tell you, church, we have the opportunity to become a voice of hope to so many around us when we choose to engage in mission, choose to engage in reaching out and helping others. And I just want to finish tonight with a video. This is a video of a, of a young girl from Manila in the Philippines. And it's, it just really shows how sponsorship has helped her and her heart to in turn reach out and help other people as well. And it shows a great picture of that and what happens when one person chooses to step out and sponsor another. And her name is Eunice. We can play that video, thanks. We moved to this place after my father lost his job. I live here with my family, my mom and dad, and all my brothers. I am the only daughter. Our home is built over a very dirty river. And when the storms happen, our home floods with water and garbage. This is a scary place when it gets dark. People get drunk and fight all the time. Even though I live in this place, I have been sponsored by Arlie and Nancy. I call them mom and dad. Although we are countries apart, I know they chose me. They tell me, 
Eunice, we remember you. We love you. You are like our own daughter. Because of my sponsors, I had the opportunity to go to the Compassion Program at the church in my neighborhood. For all these years, my sponsors and my church have helped me to receive better food and medicine. With the help of my sponsors, I will be able to work to help my own family. When I was nine, my compassion teacher shared Jesus with us, and that's when I accepted Christ. Even though I am poor, He has provided my church. He gave me sponsors who love me. God will never leave us. I want to share everything I have learned with kids who are like me. I want them to feel the joy of having a sponsor, to get a letter that says, I love you. I want to serve the Lord and I won't stop serving Him because He does not stop loving me. There are children around the world waiting, waiting for a sponsor like you. Release a child from poverty in Jesus' name. So cool. I love that video. It's just an amazing story of from brokenness to wholeness, from lack to provision, from lost to found, all because somebody chose to take the resource that was in their head and step out and help another. And I think of, I think of that, that young boy in John chapter 6, and I think of Biggins, and I think of all the challenges that they faced, all their lack of resources, all the reasons, <coughs> sorry, all the reasons not to step out and to hold on to tight what they had, yet they chose to live a life beyond themselves and are making a difference in so many other people's lives. And I think, what am I holding on to? What resources in my hand that if I put it in the hands of Jesus, it can bless so many people beyond myself. And that's where sponsoring a child comes in. Sponsoring a child with all that it adds to their life, the food, the clothing, the education, but most importantly, knowing Jesus, being disciple, being mentored. It costs $48 a month, less than $1.60 a day. I think in the big scheme of my life, would I miss $1.60 a day? Probably not. Would that $1.60 make a difference in the life of a child? Absolutely. Absolutely it does. And we've got a bunch of children with us tonight that are from Cebu in the Philippines where, where New Hope is partnering and they're in desperate need of a sponsor. People like Sophia, this is little Sophia. And Sophia is, she's eight, turning nine this year. And Sophia lives with her father, so her mother's not on the scene. Lives with her father, who's sometimes employed as a watchman, guard watchman. So Sophia's got no mother speaking into her life. She's got no, no one speaking into her life. Maybe... Sophia is someone that you could help. I actually had a look at a, a, and there was a number of children with us tonight who only have a father, who don't have a mother. Some of that's because of COVID. They've lost their mother during COVID. But I look at little Sophia and I think, man, 
What's God got in store for her life? And I know many of you are sponsoring children already. So thank you. Thank you for that. You really are helping those children. But who knows? Maybe you've got room for one more. Maybe you've got room for one more compassion child in your family. One more family that can eat from your table. We'd love to give you that opportunity after the service tonight. So please come and see myself or see Rach out there. We'd love to answer your questions and find out more about your story. But thank you, New Hope Church. Thank you for choosing to live a life beyond yourself. Thank you for choosing to raise leaders and make disciples and plant churches. Thank you for choosing to sow into organisations like Teen Challenge and, and seeing young people free from addiction. Thank you for seeing Jesus transforming communities, transforming Toowoomba through New Hope Community Care. Thank you for living beyond yourself. And on behalf of Compassion, we love you guys. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks, Pastor Levi.